You guys doing all right this morning? Yeah? That's a beautiful day. It's lovely to be here. So over the last couple of months, really now, uh, we've been on a journey together as a church, and we've been doing a series which we've called Engage. And the heart of Engage is really centered on the person of the Holy Spirit and about encountering him. And we launched the series on the 15th of August. And uh, then, of course, on the 17th of August, we went into a nationwide lockdown. Um, and that really threw a lot of our plans. Um, you might have recalled on that first week, we'd actually um, had flyers made and printed that we'd put out on the seats um, that we'd been silly enough to put actual dates in. Um, <laughs> learned our lesson from that. <laughs> um, but we did, we really um, strongly believed that this was the time for the series in, the ch- in our church. And we decided that actually we were going to press on with the series anyway, despite lockdown and what that meant. And actually what we discovered as we were journeying is that this Engage series actually became even more relevant during lockdown, uh, where access to the gathered church was removed. You know, as a church, we talked uh, earlier in the Stand series about the importance of making the mission personal. And Engage is an extension of that. Um, And it's an an acknowledgement that every believer has access to the Holy Spirit and needs to have their own relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, the the church actually just can't do it for you, and it it doesn't work like that. You can't live off secondhand faith and encounters. It has to be personal. Each person needs to experience that for themselves. And each person needs to be hearing for themselves from God and engaging with the Holy Spirit. And that's not to say that the church won't be helpful in that. You know, the Bible's very clear. Jesus loves the church um, as a whole, and we're encouraged to gather together and build and strengthen each other's faith. But corporate gatherings can never be a replacement for personal encounters. Um, And we really um, felt that this was a time that we really needed to be leaning in and going after those personal encounters. And so we began Engage. And the first few weeks, we talked about who is the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit was there at the beginning, an agent of creation. You know, in Genesis 1, it talks about the Spirit was hovering over the waters. And he was sent after Jesus to be the helper and the advocate. You know, the Holy Spirit illuminates truth. He intercedes for us and guides our prayers. He comforts us, counsels us, convicts us, seals us. But we also mentioned, uh, Carl once referred to the Holy Spirit, um, sometimes also being a bit like the weird uncle at the family reunion. You know, you never quite know what they're going to do when they show up. And sometimes it's a little uncomfortable because, um, you know, you might not be fully in control. Uh, And when we believe, we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit But it does require that we let go of pride, maybe of hurt or disappointments or anything else that might make us hold back. And what we actually need to do is fully surrender and give the Holy Spirit access to all of us. And we've been inviting people to do this. Um, At the end of each service, like Jeremiah said each week, um, we've invited people to come forward, you know, um, as a and make an outward movement to reflect an inward shift. You know, we've invited them to come to have hands laid on them in prayer. Uh, And we've had amazing testimonies of people encountering the Holy Spirit for the first time or the first time in a long time. And we've had stories of healing even within, um, you know, our QE2 campus. 
And we've had words from God and dreams and prophecies. And just on that note, if um, you do have a testimony of healing or breakthrough, then please do make sure you share it with somebody and come and share it with um, me and Jeremiah because it's great to be able to encourage one another um, with what is happening. Uh, And because we are really believing that this is only just the start, you know, that we've only just begun to scratch the surface and to see what it is that God has in store for us here. And uh, we are also believing that Engage isn't just going to be a preaching series, you know, that we did that one time, but actually that it's going to become a posture for us as individuals and as a church. Because the one thing that the Holy Spirit does is he always leads people back to Jesus. And we know that Jesus is the hope of the world. You know, and when heaven speaks, we want to be engaged and we want to be ready and listening and we want to be part of what God is doing in the earth, you know, because it's pretty exciting. Then last week, uh, Jeremiah spoke about spiritual gifts and in particular, he touched on the gift of encouragement and hospitality and this idea around spiritual gifts is we were going to pick up again this morning. So I want to start by reading from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. To another, by the same Spirit, to another, sorry, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all of these are the work of the one and the same Spirit. And he distributes to each one just as he determines. And if you keep reading in 1 Corinthians, it then goes on um, to talk about uh, and use the metaphor of the church as the body of Christ, uh, made up of many different parts, all leading the other to function and all of value and of importance. So there was a big list of different gifts that was given there, and different gifts are given to each of us, but all by the same giver, and all with the same purpose in mind. It says at the start there, for the common good. First Peter 4 puts it, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So while the gifts might look outwardly quite different, Um, They will be marked by certain characteristics that we will be able to recognize because they are given by the same spirit. Now, a few years ago, my sister and I were lucky enough to travel to Sweden together for a very dear friend's wedding. And uh, we were leaving from different places in New Zealand and we were meeting up at Auckland Airport to then carry on um, the long journey to get to the other side of the world. So she flew out from Queenstown, I flew out from Nelson, And as I walked through the gate at Auckland Airport, I spotted my sister, who is one of my most favorite people in the world. And I looked at her and I went, you have got to be kidding me. Because we were about to be stuck together for the next 48 hours in transit. 
and we were in identical outfits, like <laughs> top to bottom, like everything exactly the same. And um, we hadn't thought to talk about what we were wearing because we weren't trying to coordinate. So we hadn't been like, oh, yes, you wear blue, I'll wear blue, it'll be cute. Um, we just had gone, no, you know, we'll be individuals. Um, but obviously, we spent a lot of time together and we had both reached the exact same conclusion about what was the perfect plain outfit. And so, feeling a little silly, we continued on looking um, very matchy-matchy. Um, and this isn't the only time that I've come across this. Uh, in fact, some of my favourite instances of the matchies um, is actually Jeremiah and his workmates and his friends. Um, in fact, one of our uh, good friends who also works with us is Evie, who's in with the kids. Um, and uh, as well as being great friends, when you work with somebody, you do, you spend a lot of time with somebody. And I cannot tell you how many times we have showed up to church and they have been wearing identical outfits. In fact, I found a couple of photos through the years of um, Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah and our friend Julia. <laughs> they really should talk before going out. <laughs> and this is Jeremiah and Evie and Moana and Kazai. All of them, all four showed up in the same color scheme. And, oh, there we go again with the stripes. This is Julianne and Julia and Jeremiah. Uh, has anybody else experienced this? You know, they hang out with somebody too much and then you end up, like, kind of getting the same style and different things. What about if you hang out a lot with somebody and you start picking up on their mannerisms? You know, sometimes I'll be out and I'll walk past somebody and I'll say, good morning, even though I know it is 5 p.m. in the evening. Do you know who I've hung out with too much? Yeah, yep, you guys have probably experienced, no matter the time of day, good morning is the only greeting Jeremiah has. And uh, I find myself, oh, I'm so embarrassed. But you see, when you spend enough time with somebody, they start to rub off on you, you know? And even though you're separate people, you end up seeing the similarities um, between. And uh, the thing with the Holy Spirit is, is that, um, you know, we get bestowed these gifts to each and every one of us, but then the Holy Spirit doesn't just give it and walk away. You know, the Holy Spirit is with us and continues to develop in us these gifts. And one of the other outcomes of this process is also the growth of what we call spiritual fruit. Because a gift that has been developed by the Spirit will also be earmarked by the fruit of the Spirit. And as well as our gifts developing um, when we time, spend time with the Spirit, you know, they also develop, but we also start to pick up on other aspects of the Holy Spirit and His character. You know, spiritual gifts will be marked by spiritual fruit. And in Galatians 5, we read, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So some of those things that the Spirit grows in us is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Great things. And when we're living with the Holy Spirit, these are some of the byproducts that start to come up. These are some of the things that we're going to pick up on and people are going to be able to recognize. You know, these fruit are going to start to grow when we're spending time with God. You know, it, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. You know, there will be times when you will look at somebody 
and you will not instantly view them with love and kindness. You know, and you will have to make the choice to repeat to yourself that they also are a cherished son or daughter of God and that Jesus died for them too. You know, you might have to do a manual override in your thoughts and pray for help from the Spirit for a new viewpoint. But even in that, uh, one of the fruit um, that is mentioned is self-discipline. And uh, self-discipline doesn't always look like not eating the entire block of chocolate, although sometimes it should look like that also. <laughs> but sometimes what it actually looks like is, meaning, uh, is choosing not to dwell on another person's annoying habits or past mistakes. You know, sometimes it's having the discipline to go, actually, I'm going to look past that and I'm going to choose to try and view them as God does. And like any other fruit, uh, it is something that has grown in us as we spend time with the Holy Spirit. And when thinking about spiritual gifts and spiritual fruit, I think the key is that both are things which don't come from us. You know, we can't strive our way into either of them. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a partnership that occurs between fruit and gifts, which can result in eternal outcomes for others. And spiritual gifts need to work in conjunction with spiritual fruit, or they lose their power and their meaning. You know, motivation really does matter. As we read earlier, the spiritual gifts were given for the common good, so that we could serve one another and work together to strengthen the body of Christ. And if gifts are being used to glorify yourself, or are being used, you know, as performative, then they lose their usefulness. In 1 Corinthians, it puts it like this. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong, a gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing." And you know, while that might sound kind of harsh and like a rebuke, when I read it, what I'm reminded of is that when I'm striving in my own strength and operating in my gifts and talents outside of the Spirit, well, actually, I can achieve nothing. But I'm not called to strive in my own strength. You know, I'm not called to be excellent in what I can do on my own. I am called to trust in God, to surrender to him and invite the Holy Spirit to use me in the working out of his plans. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to try and bring things back into the natural realm, you know, where we feel like we can have control. And when I look back at my journey, I can clearly see the points where I was leaning on my own strength and using my own natural abilities instead of relying on the Spirit and allowing him to work through me. You know, when I think about those times when I was striving in my own strength, I can also see the fruit that was produced. And it wasn't love or joy or peace. And it certainly wasn't patience or kindness or goodness. You know, when I start to drag my feet to get to church on a Sunday morning, when I'm focused on just getting through whatever task I have been rostered onto at church, when all I notice is other people's incompetencies and annoying habits, you know, when I avoid eye contact with somebody on the street because I know they're going to want to have a meaningful conversation with me and I actually just can't be bothered, you know, then I know that I am not making space for the Holy Spirit in my day-to-day. -day. You know, because like Jeremiah said last week, we do have natural abilities 
as well as spiritual gifts. And I can actually get through doing my job, showing up to church, even standing up front here. But let me tell you, when you're doing it in your own strength, it's exhausting. And worse, it's not useful, it's all for naught. You see, me, Sarah, I can't save anyone. You know, it is Jesus alone who died on the cross in atonement for sin, who made a way for people to have eternal life. And that is the hope of the world. You know, and it's the Holy Spirit who's going to illuminate that truth. You know, we are made righteous through Jesus and sealed with the Holy Spirit. And this is not something that we can do on our own or if we strive hard enough. You know, it is a gift that is freely given. And we've been called to be part of this beautiful thing called the church. And each of us has been gifted to serve one another and work for the common good of all. And instead of this being a chore or something that should drain us, as we spend time with the Spirit and allow Him to develop those gifts in us, the fruit of the Spirit will also start to develop. I was reading in one of my uh, old journals this week, and I had written the following in response to a question um, that I think I must have been asked to share about at a, a church team night. And the question was, what is it that drives me to serve? And what about me says yes to serving? And I wrote this. What makes me want to serve is a desire to be around God. And unless I am intentionally paying attention to where he is and what he is doing, I will miss out. There are too many other voices in the world vying for our attention. Serving God helps me focus on his voice, his presence, his will. I want to do whatever it is that he's doing. You know, God is calling each and every one of you to participate in his redemptive plan for the world. And he has gifted each of you uniquely and wants to use those gifts. And actually all it calls for from us is surrender. You know, we don't have to strive on our own to try and be good enough or to be creative enough or to be clever enough to do all of these things. Actually, it's not about us. You know, it is about the Holy Spirit. And all we have to do is surrender. And actually, I will invite the, the band back up. You know, when I feel underqualified, that's okay. I can trust that I will be graced for what I have been called to do. When I think I don't have anything valuable to contribute or offer, I remember that the Holy Spirit has gifted me and has a place for me in the body of Christ that is of vital importance. And when I start to rely on my own strength and my own talents, I am reminded that I will run out of strength and motivation long before I achieve anything of eternal value. And so what I would love to do this morning is actually just open up a space for people to sit with the Holy Spirit. And I really felt in particular that there are some here who are feeling weary and feeling tired or even exhausted. And what's happened is at some point you have stepped out of operating by the power of the Holy Spirit and you've actually just started to shoulder things in the natural. And this morning, the Holy Spirit is calling and saying, let me do the heavy lifting. 
Let me develop those gifts in you. Let me do the work. Come and rest at the feet of Jesus. Let me refresh you. Let me show you the work that I am doing. And there was another group of people that I felt God would um, also have us pray for this morning. Um, And that is those who look at themselves and then look around and think, I actually don't think that I have much to offer. You know, what can I do? And again, the Holy Spirit uh, is calling and saying, let me show you how I will use you. You know, surrender to me and let me develop in you the gifts that I have given you. And so we're just going to open up a time of worship. And what I'm actually going to ask is, um, if you feel like that might be you, you know, that you're tired and in need of refreshing, that you might just need to surrender again to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to, to work through you. Or you're not sure what it is that the Spirit wants you to do um, or how He wants to use you. I'm actually going to invite you to come forward. And I know that it's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, but there is something significant about um, making an, an outward expression of what it is that you are declaring in your spirit. And so I'd actually just ask now if everyone would, if you're able, stand with me. And uh, if, if anything I've said there this morning about um, operating in your own strength, if you don't feel like you've got um, you know, that fruit being developed around your gifts, then I would encourage you, come and sit with the Holy Spirit. Let Him do some work in you. you know, let Him illuminate some things for you. Let Him refresh you. Um, And so I would invite you to come forward um, and I'm going to pray with you. We also have people who would love to stand alongside you, lay hands on you in prayer. If you have other needs that you really just need to to bring forward and and do some work with God with, then also use this time. Um, Everybody else, I just encourage you to, to really engage, lift your eyes to the heavens. You know, surrender to the Holy Spirit. He wants to speak with you this morning. He wants to do some work with you here. So um, I'm going to pray. Um, the team's going to sing. But if you, would, if you would like some prayer, if you are feeling tired or if you're feeling uncertain, I would encourage you, even just now, come forward and we're going to pray. Lord, we are so thankful uh, that you do not just leave us alone here. Lord, that you call us and then you equip us and you continue to walk beside us. And Holy Spirit, just right now, all of those who are feeling weary, who are feeling tired, who have been walking in their own strength, I just pray right now that you would let them experience the rest that comes with um, being in your presence. Lord, I just pray that burdens that are weighing on people would be lifted, that they would again know what it means to freely lift their arms to the sky, to call on you and have you answer them. And Lord, we just pray that that would be their experience this morning, that you'd continue to teach them what it means to lay aside our... um, our own uh, natural abilities and things and to walk in step with your spirit. And Lord, we also just pray for those who um, maybe haven't yet discovered where it is that they fit within the body of Christ. 
Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just illuminate that to them right now, that they would have a greater understanding of how you would use them. And so, Lord, we just ask that in this time as we sit and as we focus on you, Holy Spirit, would you come in a way that we've never experienced before? Would you flood this place? Would you allow people to rest in your presence? Thank you, Lord.